Hello and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Welcome to the Lazy Members Approach to Pathways, and thank you for listening. You're listening to Segment 5, To Protect and to Serve. I've always admitted that I can't stand social media. For several personal reasons we can discuss over martinis post-COVID, I have no desire for my life to be exposed on the internet for the world to judge. And during a pandemic, with so many people staying at home, the judging has gone rampant. However, I'm also smart enough to realize that if social media is where my Toastmasters audience is, then I will pick up my proverbial mountain and follow them into social media. Meet B.T. Wells, Pathways Subject Matter Expert, now available on Facebook, YouTube, and Grand Canyon Echoes Podcast. You are welcome to follow me if you'd like, but don't expect to see any personal posts about where I am, what I'm doing, who I'm talking with, and oodles of pictures with geotags telling you where I'm at on any given moment. I do appreciate the internet, though, for making the world's history and knowledge accessible and giving us the opportunity to connect with people from around the world we'd likely otherwise never meet. Thanks to Disney, I finally got to see the musical Hamilton. I adore musical theater. One song from Hamilton now haunts me in a good way. Who will tell your story? Last year, I had to prepare for surgery, but given my age and diabetes, I felt I also had to get my affairs in order just in case something went wrong. Talk about an exercise in self-reflection. I will say that one thing I was not concerned about was how many followers or likes I'd collected in social media. Instead, I got to thinking about all the people who had invested time into raising, mentoring, and coaching me into the person I've become. I wondered if they would consider their time spent as worthwhile. Have I shown them justice with what I've done with the knowledge they gave me? Have I shared their stories in ways that will continue their legacy? In a recent mentoring session, my protege asked me what changes I've seen in Toastmasters in my 20 plus years as a member. Of course, I've seen multiple changes to the educational program, but that's not what came to mind. What came to mind was Dr. Smedley. He devoted himself to a simple mission through a simple plan which has evolved into a worldwide organization that has helped hundreds of thousands of people around the world. 
Our organization is just shy of a hundred years old, and as such, I've been fortunate enough to be influenced by a handful of people who either knew Dr. Smedley or more likely were mentored by the people who had been mentored by Dr. Smedley. Imagine the responsibility they've carried to continue moving Dr. Smedley's vision and mission forward through the decades. As a young member, I constantly told my mentors things were being done wrong, that we needed to change things, and if I could get elected, I would change things. Their answer was the same for many years. Trish, you're not ready yet. And darn it, they were right. I wasn't ready. I still had much to learn, and when I finally realized that, I began consuming knowledge about Dr. Smedley, the early years of Toastmasters, and what success really looked like for the organization, the districts, and the clubs. I paid my dues in the variety of surface roles that my mentors suggested for me, and at one point, they finally gave me their blessing to run for district office. But what most people who run for office don't realize is that you only get 365 days to serve and it flies by so fast. Rarely can any effective change be properly executed in under a year. But I had been well prepared by my mentors. I understood that my job would really be about sustaining the organization, not changing it. Well, perhaps with a few tweaks, but mostly I needed to ensure that I handed it off to my replacement in as good or preferably better shape than I'd received it. Then like that, your term is over and you have to step back. But once a leader, it's hard to walk away, which is why you'll see us in the back of the room, keeping our eyes on things correcting when needed. The back of the room is the appropriate place for past leaders. We're no longer leading from the front, but from the back. It's more of a herding style of leadership, of watching the room, looking for future leaders and for those stragglers that may need some extra guidance. But then there's the club level. Clubs are the front lines for our organization, and keeping our clubs well-grounded in the success fundamentals is another good role for past leaders. Club executive committees are an ideal place to lead from two fronts, first as an anchor for sustaining club success fundamentals, and second as groomers of potential future district leaders. Which brings me to conclusion number four. I will continue to be a club officer when called upon to do so, but my approach to the role will change to one of transitioning my knowledge, experience, and toolkits to the next generation of Toastmasters. No one can know what their legacy will be when their time comes, but as an ambassador for our organization and a student of Dr. Smedley's teachings, I am committed to do everything possible to protect and sustain 
the Toastmasters brand, and our organization in the years ahead. As a past district leader committed to sustaining quality club experiences for all members, I will continue to serve when called upon to do so by my clubs for as long as I'm able. Protect the brand. Fulfill the mission and deliver the best possible member experience in every way, every day. Dr. Smedley's words are profoundly simple, but not easy to execute. As our podcast journey comes to a close, let's do a quick recap. This podcast project became my exploration of what was important to me in Toastmasters and how I could maintain my Toastmasters promise at a pace I can sustain at my age. For me, that resulted in four conclusions for what that journey would have to include. First, I will continue to be a role model and advisor on our educational program for members which means I will stay knowledgeable about pathways to be able to confidently answer questions. Second, I will write and deliver speeches to stay sharp. And because of my first conclusion, these speeches will always be educational eligible speeches. Third, I will make time for mentoring members that ask me to mentor them. Mentoring skills carry over into the responsibilities I perform in the workplace. Therefore, mentoring becomes another critical skill for me to keep sharp. Fourth, I will continue to be a club officer when called upon to do so, but my approach to the role will change to one of transitioning my knowledge, experience, and toolkits to the next generation of Toastmasters. Once I had defined what I needed to get from Pathways, my next step was to find a way to make Pathways fit my needs, also in a way that I can sustain at my age. This would become the lazy member's approach to Pathways. Anything will evolve with experience, but here are my starting points. One, I will always keep at least two active paths in my base camp, at least one of which will always be presentation mastery or engaging humor. Two, I will speak every third or fourth meeting, not to speak perfectly, but to continue to get evaluations that will ensure I keep my skills sharp. Three, I will keep a library of written speeches on hand for quick access in order to step up as a speaker on short notice. Four, every speech given will be an educational eligible speech so I continue to serve as a role model for the educational program and I contribute to the club distinguished club program every term. Five, I will work online as much as possible, print only what it makes sense to print. And for me, that means project descriptions and self-reflection learning exercise results.
6. In the spirit of the Toastmaster's promise, I will serve as a mentor when asked so that I may transfer knowledge while also learning fresh perspectives from the protégés. 7. Provide effective evaluations that first motivate the speaker to speak again with specific recommendations they can apply to improve their next speech. But secondarily, to also ensure that evaluation educates the other members about the intended project objectives. Eight, take my place at the back of the room where I can observe and make note of coaching opportunities and then follow up to ensure the connections are in place to take actions on those opportunities. Nine, make every effort to ensure the member experience in my clubs is the best possible experience every day in every way. Yep, there's only nine steps. After all, I know I'm not a perfect 10. <laughs> so now you know what to expect when you see me. And if you see me slacking, well, okay, you have my permission to call me out nicely, of course. To all of you, I hope you found some tidbits from sharing this journey with me. The podcast project was both scary and exhilarating. Learning requires effort, but also can be energizing when you embrace it. I wish you well in your learning exploration, and as always, I wish that you always are enjoying the experience. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. To volunteer to be featured on the podcast or to suggest future topics, write podcast at aztoastmasters.org. That email again is podcast at aztoastmasters.org. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.